embrace your beautiful destiny. A show where we will talk about finding beauty in the most unconventional places in our lives. So every week, we'll talk about dealing with disappointment or overcoming frustration and dealing with stuff that just gets under your skin and derails you. We'll also have amazing guests on here that will be sharing their stories. So I'm your host, Shanna Strange. Let's dive in. is you know sometimes we think well when we've sinned and we've messed up or we've disappointed God and God hates divorce and so he's not going to bless anything else that comes after that um those are some of the things that you hear from Mm. really well-meaning people in the church Mm. but um so we both kind of felt like guilty for enjoying each other for feeling like we were blessed with this second marriage and and I think it took us a while to come out of that condemnation Mm. from the divorce from our past mistakes and stuff but it's just so beautiful to see how God does restore does bless Mm -hmm. he's a God of blessing and yeah and he's using Corey and I for his glory when when Corey and I first got called into ministry together it was in 2015 we were so humble we were willing to do anything. I mean, Mm -hmm. we felt like we were kind of the bottom of the barrel and how could God Mm -hmm. possibly want to use us for his kingdom and to minister to his church. And we just felt very, um, like the least, like the very least to be, to be chosen. And, and, and I believe that God allowed us to feel that uh, to keep us as servants because ministry, people want to be in ministry because they think it's position, it's yeah, leadership. Yeah. And ministry is not. Ministry is servanthood. Mm-hmm. Ministry is feeding the sheep that don't like you. Ministry is feeding the sheep that talk about you. Ministry is mm-hmm. feeding the sheep that um, don't want anything to do with you, would rather that you not be there. Mm-hmm. And, and ministry is hugging them and loving them and continuing to feed them even when they don't want to eat. Praying what you're, for what them behind back and not talking about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway. That's beautiful. And I, I love that. I love because there's so many people that I think can relate to that. You know, what you're talking about, like their life went up in smoke. Um, and maybe they made bad choices or and maybe a lot of it's their fault. And it's not even so much that they're disappointed with what God's done. They're more disappointed with what they've done. Sure. And so... Can you talk a little bit about how you move beyond feeling guilty into that place of serving? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the only way that I know how to get past any of the feelings of shame or guilt is to be completely lost in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. Is to listen to His voice and what He's saying about you. The fact that He loves you enough to come and to wrap His arms around you and to say, you haven't ruined your life. Mm-hmm. I'm for you. I'm not against you. You're my kid. Mm-hmm. And that tears down those lies from the enemy that we need to be ashamed and hold our heads down. Yeah. Because it's him. It, we're not worthy. We don't deserve anything. Mm-hmm. The thing we deserve is death. Jesus paid that so that we could walk in the calling that he has for us and be exalted where he was humbled and he was killed for us and then as we 
come into relationship with him, even though we deserve what mm-hmm. he took. He deserved to be exalted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He humbled himself and lowered himself to death that we might be exalted. That's... Yeah, and you were talking about today, because we, we did a Bible study earlier, which was phenomenal. We had so much fun. But anyways, um, we were talking about, you had mentioned being, basically how I took it was how we are co-heirs with Christ. And because we, we were talking about being married to him and how we are in this place of, um, we are married to him. We're just waiting on him to come and get us, to take us with him. And then there'll be a wedding feast. But you were just mentioning how um, everything that he has, like we're going to be doing those things with him. Like we have all this, all this because of him. Mm-hmm. Like we're not separate from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're one with him. Yeah. So it's a holy union. A yeah. Yeah, so just as so good. the picture of marriage is that a man leaves his mother and his father and he joins together with his wife and the mm-hmm. two become one. And in the same way, Jesus is called our bridegroom. And as we put our faith in him, it's literally as if we become one with mm-hmm. Christ. In reality, we are one with Christ. Yeah. And so... Being one with him means we get to share in his glory. Mm. Yes. All of the benefits of Christ, every single spiritual blessing mm-hmm. that's in heaven is ours because we are one with the one to whom all the mm-hmm. blessing and honor and glory is due. Right. I don't understand it. It's a mystery, and but it's no room beautiful. For shame because of that. That's why you can move beyond guilt and shame is because... You are now you are now one with Christ. Yeah, and you get to point to your beloved, your mm. bridegroom, who's been slaughtered as the lamb. Mm. You get to point to him and say, because of that, I don't have to be guilt, guilty and mm. shamed. Mm-hmm. Because he's the one who's always been worthy. I've never been the one that was worthy. Mm. It's always been him. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and a lot of people, I think, don't realize that when God looks at you, he's actually seeing Jesus. He's actually seeing the perfected work of Christ. So he's not seeing you for all your sins and flaws, mm. which is, that would be horrible if we had to live. That's how that old covenant was. God saw everything that was wrong with you. But now I think he sees what is maybe missing from you. Like, oh, you haven't, you haven't, um, you know, tapped into my goodness and that's missing from your life or you're missing my patience. You're missing my mercy. You're missing all those good things about God. But because of Jesus, I feel like when God looks at us, he's seeing his son. Mm-hmm. He's seeing like, cause we're a reflection of that, but mm-hmm. he's seeing that sacrifice that Jesus made. So he's not looking for a reason to condemn you anymore. Amen. So you don't have to feel guilty. Yes. There needs to be repentance. Obviously we need to say, Oh, Gosh, I'm so sorry you know, for all the things I did. And I'm truly repenting. I feel horrible. I don't want to live like that. I want to turn. But then there's also all this grace and mercy that, and, the, and we all, honestly, no one is exempt from coming to Christ this way. I mean, this is why I think that we fall and we sin. It, we needed it. We needed the law to teach us that we couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So we fall and we sin. And then when we re- finally realize I can't save myself, then we come to Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's why it existed. To and then he with. gets to be exalted. Yeah. And not us. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we live happily ever after. <laughs> I wish. Well, we I mean, will. We get to heaven. Hey, right? we will get to live happily ever after. I can't wait. I can't Amen. wait for that.
So now you are working on another Bible study. I'm working yeah, on the roof. Let's talk about that a little bit. Well, let's talk about your first one. Okay. Yeah, I want to know, like, tell them what it's about and how it came about, maybe. Yeah. Well, my incredible husband, who I love so much, mm-hmm. is my biggest cheerleader. Him mm-hmm. and my mom, they're my biggest cheerleaders. And let me just say this it is so important to have uh, people around you that believe in you. Absolutely. That can believe say that in like your ability. Five times in a row. Yeah. yeah. Um, number one, God believes in you, mm-hmm. and and He's given us this great commission because, I mean, let's think about that. He has entrusted us with bringing the gospel to the world. So it's mm-hmm. not that He trusts us in our humanity; He trusts us that are now in Christ because mm-hmm. the Spirit of God that lives mm-hmm. in us mm-hmm. is trustworthy. Yeah. And as we yield to that spirit, we can do great things mm-hmm. for the Lord. But it's actually him doing it through mm-hmm. us, which is so beautiful and incredible. And that's really what the study's about. It's called mm-hmm. Spirit Lead Me. It's a study on Galatians 5 and the fruit of the Spirit. And I, I, I'm not a writer. I'm really not. Um, but God uh, called me to speak mm-hmm. in 2015. And I, I answered the call. I said, yes, Lord. And, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll say yes to anyone that asks me. And so I get little opportunities here and there to minister to mm-hmm. the body um, at different, like my church and, and women's events and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, okay, this is great. This is cool. Well, in 2016, my dad passed away. And of course it was a hard time because I lost my mm-hmm. father, but also I quit my job earlier that year to be able to be my dad's uh, caregiver. Mm-hmm. And so all of that worked out beautifully. But when my dad died in, in December, I was thinking, well, probably in January I'll have to get a job because mm-hmm. I don't really have any children at home. And mm-hmm. what 30, how old was I at the time? 30 year old gets to just sit at home and not have to go to work, Eating, you know, like junk food all day. Yeah, Netflix. absolutely. Yeah. Netflix. <laughs> so, so God just kept really closing the door, like strongly. Mm. Like I wasn't even able to go put applications in anywhere or even entertain the idea of getting a job. Like God was very loud and intentional Mm. with me that I was not supposed to work yet. And he kept like, well, Lord, we don't have enough money for me to stay at Mm. home. But he just kept providing supernaturally month after month. And we got to about March. Mm Mm-hmm. And I spoke at my church one Sunday morning, which shout out to my pastor, <laughs> Pastor Steve and Bridget. I love y'all. Thank you for letting me minister um, in the house of God as a woman right. on stage on a Sunday morning. Yeah, sometimes. that's a whole man. We could do a whole nother message or yeah, podcast yeah. on that one for sure. Yeah, so thank y'all. I love y'all. <laughs> and when we got home that night, we were laying in bed like we always do, probably watching TV or something. We may have been doing our little devotional right before, which we don't do consistently. By the way, I just don't want anyone feeling condemnation that you and your husband don't do. Neither do we. And we're in full-time ministry, so just give yourself a break. I'm just saying. Um, right. And Corey looks at me and he says, hey, have you ever thought about writing a Bible study? Uh, and I went, no, why would I do that? And he just looks at me as matter-of-factly as possible and goes, well, you should. Mm. And I kind of didn't think about it again. But a couple of days later, I was sitting in my prayer room. And the Holy Spirit just began Mm. putting this desire in me to write a Bible study. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, Lord, if that's what you want me to do. And within 15 minutes, the entire outline of the Bible study was Mm. in front of me. Wow. 
And so, so cool. yeah. And so throughout the process, of course, I was doubting. I was thinking, who in the world is going to read this? Yeah. I'm wasting hours, like eight hours a day, four to five days a week, pouring mm. into this. Like, this is such a waste of time. <laughs> My mom and Corey were both doing the Bible study with me. So as I would get a lesson written, I'd give it to them oh, yeah. to read through to help me with edits. But also to say, hey, you you're know, crazy. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you haven't thought about this from yeah, this or, yeah. or maybe you should add that or whatever yeah. the case may be. But every time I'd be like, why am I doing this, y'all? And they would just had to keep on me yeah, to yeah. don't stop. This is good. This is good. It's anointed. It's the Holy Spirit. And and just again, mm. I want to say how important it is that, that those people in our lives, but then also to say if those people are not in your life, how important it is to obey what God is telling you to do regardless of just all the naysayers. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, so just do what God tells you to do. But thank God that I had them because I would have mm. never written it without them. I'd have given up real mm-hmm. quick. I may not have even gotten the third lesson done. Yeah. And, and so... It, it was a fun experience. It, it was really good. I, I enjoy studying the Bible in mm-hmm. depth. Um, so that's the most fun part for me. Putting it on paper and writing it it's out so for you to read is not that much fun. Mm-hmm. My mom wrote my sen- senior English paper for high school. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, so sorry, Mrs. Green. Uh, she did that. But um, I'm not a writer. But, you know, and I also kind of question God because... Like, God, why do you want me to write? You called me to speak. So I said yes to speaking. I didn't say yes to writing. So a week after I got my first shipment of Bible studies, I had a call and an invitation to do an entire women's conference here in Longview to be their guest speaker. So who would have known when you write a book, people all of a sudden want you to speak. So it's like one of those things that God used it. and, Mm. And then since then, God has really... Well, that's probably another topic, but I'll just throw it in there since it came to mind. But has really stripped me from really thinking about labels mm-hmm. in our ministry. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I thought, okay, I'm a speaker. Mm-hmm. That means I don't write. And and even to the point where I thought, Lord, am I even supposed to be leading worship with mm-hmm. my husband on Sundays? Because, you know, this is the thing he's really gifted and anointed at. Mm-hmm. Am I just kind of being there but not really supposed to be being there and and I went through a a very long season where almost every single Sunday I had myself so condemned Mm -hmm. for leading worship with my husband Mm -hmm. because God had called me to speak that I I was wanting to quit like every weekend again Corey wouldn't let me Mm -hmm. I love him such a, a beautiful man and and then finally God just opened my eyes to see that that he he had called me to speak, but he'd also called me to write. He'd also called me to lead worship mm-hmm. and to sing and, and to counsel and yeah. to uh, have women's that. ministries and to, to do whatever. And, and basically what he told me was, um, you're a minister. Mm, yeah. And it doesn't have to have a label attached that. to it. Yeah. You're a minister. You're a vessel for me. And if I tell you to speak, I want you to speak. And if I tell you to sing, I want you to sing. And if I tell you to write, I want you to write. Mm. And you're just yielded to me. And you just bring everything that I've given you to the table. And mm-hmm. you just let me use it. Yeah. And so it, it really set me free from feeling like I needed to only wear one hat. Yeah. Yeah, and and again, like I said at the beginning, it's not like I feel like I can do everything because I know that I can't. But mm-hmm. whatever God tells me to do, I can't do because He equips me mm-hmm. and anoints me to do whatever that thing is that He's asking me to step into for that season. Right. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of people get stuck in that title or position thing or they, they wrap their identity up in what they do instead of just being who they really are, which is ultimately a child of God, but or you could say the bride of Christ, or you could say a servant, or you could say a minister. Like that's who you really are. And so all that other stuff is it could change. I mean, mm-hmm. from one season to the next. And and if it does, you just you just roll with it and you don't if you get attached to those identities, those false identities is what I like to call them. I mean, you'll find that you're devastated when, oh, now Susie gets to sing and I don't get to sing <laughs> or whatever. Or, oh, I don't get to write songs anymore. God, now I feel like you're telling me to speak. So am I not a, I'm not a writer or am I not a, you know, what, what am I? And so it's just like, God set me free from that too. He was mm-hmm. like, you are just mine and I can, I can speak through you any way I want to. I can write through you and that's my voice. I can talk through you when you speak. I can sing through you, blah, blah, blah. I mean, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think um, people get trapped in that, and it's such a lot of enemy. Mm-hmm. It just pulls us down. When I mean, we were created for adventure. I think something the Lord keeps speaking to me is how he wants to go on an adventure with me. And it's just like he wants to take us places that we could not imagine. And these places are beautiful and amazing, but we have to let him lead, and we have to be willing to – you know, if we're going to, if we're going to go to the ocean, we have to be willing to get in the, the water within the deep water and not know where we're going, but let him lead it. But also just the adventure of, um, being free and being in these beautiful places with him. Mm-hmm. If that even makes sense to what we were talking about, but just freedom, freedom mm-hmm. of not being so confined to what we think it should look like, you mm-hmm. know, how we serve him. Yeah. Cause Jesus didn't come in the way they thought it was going to look. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we've been talking about that because it's um, it's Advent. It, we're right, you know, what uh, ten days from or fifteen days from Christmas. So this will air probably like in March or April. But um, we've been studying how how Jesus came and how it didn't look like anything anybody was looking for, especially so the religious it. leaders. Yes, especially them. Yes, mm-hmm. you can get so caught up in religion that you miss Jesus, mm-hmm. which is scary. Mm-hmm. scary thought he actually came we were talking about how he came to the shepherds today and um i think he was they were the first ones that he announced his presence to um that that we see in scripture besides of course uh, mary and joseph knew but the shepherds who are just out tending sheep god just shows up and this whole heavenly host of angels mm-hmm. show up and they're singing when we're talking about like an army of angels singing and but god announces it to the shepherds when he could have gone to, you know, the high priest, or he could have gone to the Pharisees, or someone, you know, mm-hmm. higher up, but God chooses to come through the shepherds, and we were talking about how that could have been symbolic of how he was going to be a shepherd, mm-hmm. but um, I love that God speaks to people like us. Yes. <laughs> I just think that people like us, and he doesn't just reserve it for, you know, the special, important people, or whatever. I know. <laughs> Oh, I love that. He so loves good. the regular people. He does. He uses us all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your life is beautiful now, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, got Jesus in it. He is mm-hmm. beauty itself. I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, one time the Lord spoke to me about beauty because it's been a struggle with me my whole life because of my facial stuff. But um, he said, I am beauty. Like, I don't just possess beauty. I mm-hmm. am beauty. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So when we have Jesus, we really are beautiful. Like, 
and it's not just a cliche. It's not like, oh, someone's beautiful inside, but, you know, they're not that pretty on the outside or whatever. Like, I really believe that when we do have Jesus, like, we we radiate beauty. Mm-hmm. And I think all our life starts to, um, everything that's chaotic and everything that seems to be out of control, because of the presence of God, everything starts to line up and it starts to become beautiful because he creates beauty out of ashes or order out of chaos or whatever you want to yeah. call message I mean, is that a message <laughs> yeah I mean, come on what are some more cliches i need some more i need some more yeah i can't think of any right now mm-hmm. but has that been true for you oh yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah i love to tell the lord how beautiful he is and the other day he asked me he said how do you know i'm beautiful casey you've never mm-hmm. seen me before and i thought i said lord because your love and you love me so well mm-hmm. because you're constant, because you're faithful, because you're kind. And, you know, I just began listing all of the ways mm-hmm. that I know that he's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, in turn, you know, if, if we really, I mean, do we really believe that the Holy Spirit lives in us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that is Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so if he is beauty and love and and he lives in us then our lives should display that mm-hmm. that love that beauty and and the first bible study that i wrote spirit lead me mm-hmm. is on the fruit of the spirit and one of the main things that i got from that studying it myself mm-hmm. before I, when i was writing it was that the holy spirit really highlighted to me that the fruit of his spirit is love mm-hmm. and that all the different fruit after that that's listed are all these different characteristics of love. Oh, wow. And, uh, like, for instance, if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it's love is patient, love is kind. Mm. So you look at the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, mm. kindness. Yeah. And you start listing all these attributes of mm-hmm. this agape love, this perfect love. Mm. And you think about that, like, whenever someone loves you, really loves you, mm. that is beautiful to it you. Is. You know, say beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so true. And I, and I hear people tell me all the time, like, oh, I just see the Lord on you. I just see the Lord on you. I think, well, how, how do they just, like, see the Lord on you? Well, when you're surrendered to Him and, you, and you're allowing Him to live through you, mm-hmm. then the fruit of the Spirit is love. So they're, they're feeling this love radiating mm-hmm. off of you for them. Of course you're going to be beautiful to them. Of course your yeah. life's going to look beautiful. Of course you're going to look like the Lord to them because mm-hmm. you're radiating His love all over the place and they feel it and they sense it and they get to see it. And and that's one of the beauties mm-hmm. of uh, living with the Lord and the fruit of the Spirit is I don't have to be loving in and of my flesh. Mm-hmm. God's not trying to produce right. these qualities in my flesh, my sinful nature. No, God said I gave the cross so that your sinful mm-hmm. nature was dead, so right. that it was crucified. I'm not trying to train it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to train it in holiness. I'm trying to get it to die so that the Spirit of God can be manifest in your life, so that it's actually Christ. Paul even said, it's not me who lives. It's Christ or Christ's Spirit living in me. And so as we yield to the Spirit of God, whose fruit's on display? It's not the fruit of oh, the mm-hmm. works of my flesh. That's what Paul calls them in Galatians uh-huh. 15. It's not the works of my flesh, which is anger and out, uh, fits of anger and outbursts and, mm-hmm. and all those things. And- yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> all those things, yeah. but rather it's love, joy, peace. Mm-hmm. Those are the fruit that you see on my life because it's not my, it's not me mm-hmm. living. 
I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's Christ living in me. He's living in me. So yeah, it is a beautiful It's a beautiful, it is a beautiful life. life. And it's not a perfect life. Yeah. And I mess it up so much. But just but to me faithful. What's beautiful is his presence mm-hmm. in my life. It's just I don't even know if there's a word to describe it. I I don't even think we have it in our language to describe what it's like to have Christ in your life like this and to be sold out and to live every day for him and to live for his glory, but to know that it's not just one-sided, that he is giving way more than you could ever. Even now, after he's already given his life, he was the atoning sacrifice, now he still gives (laughs) gifts to us and lavishes us with his love. And it's just like you stand there and you're just in awe and you're thinking, why do people... Why do they not want this? Like, mm-hmm. they don't know what it really is. Because if they really knew what it was, they wouldn't turn turn away. They mm-hmm. wouldn't say no. Because it's a beautiful life, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's so exciting to me. It is. It's absolutely beautiful. But I think, even as you were saying that, I think about in my own life how, um, you know, I've experienced this beautiful presence of God. Mm-hmm. I've experienced His beauty. I've loved Him. Um, you know, I've been forgiven of so much. That's what we've been talking mm-hmm. about. And the scriptures say... He who's forgiven much loves much, mm-hmm. and I love him so much. Mm-hmm. But then I also see the own, my own seasons in my life where I have forsaken his presence in mm-hmm. pursuit of other things, even though mm-hmm. I know, right? even though I've tasted, even though I've seen, and and there's grace for that. And there's know. grace for that. <laughs> just like, why are you so good to us, Lord? You're so I mean, good to us, Lord. We can't even comprehend it, his goodness. We'll, we'll spend all of eternity talking about it. Just being in awe of him, yeah. you know, it's like it's overwhelming, honestly. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> back to reality or this reality. I'm so glad you joined me today, and I am super excited because not only is um, Casey all these amazing things that we talked about that she does, she's also my friend. Yay! Yay, friends! <laughs> we get to hang out together. So, um, but if you are looking for a speaker. Um, you can definitely look her up, caseythreadgill.com, right? And your name is K-A-Y-C-E. Yeah. Threadgill, T-H-R-E-A-D-G-I-L-L.com. And I'm sure she would love to uh, be a part of your next event. Yeah, absolutely. I'll go wherever the Lord tells me to go. Yeah, I know you will, man. Yeah. She will. She she serves and um, with no no restraint or thought for yourself and just – not not in a bad mom restraint. Sure. I mean, like, just like I'll do whatever the Lord says. And mm-hmm. um, I remember when my um, husband's brother passed away. He was in the hospital, and Casey came two times up there to stay with me because um, it was very emotional. And all my family, I think, they were mostly out of town. And it was a um, not, it was the it week was, of that huge women's conference. Yeah, we had a huge women's conference that we were trying to put on and of course my my husband's brother underwent a horrible tragedy and lost his life but you were there and that's just who you are so she would be a treasure to have at your next event or um, whatever you're putting together so look her up and thanks for joining us today we'll see you later bye bye Hey friends, thanks for joining me on this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. Here are some ways that you can connect with me. You can go to Facebook and look up Shanna Strange Ministries. You can go to shannastrange.net to my website, or you can go to Instagram. It's Shanna underscore strange. I'll see you next week.